What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's Word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's Let's go. go. ladies and welcome back to the urban christian woman podcast we are so happy to be here welcome back we if in can, it now we're in it we're i in said it. that before but i mean it now <laughs> listen we are in it and we are in jonah chapter three today and if you could see leah and i we're both in our kids bedrooms we will never let the the video side of these podcasts come out because if y'all could understand like we're going through some things <laughs> we're going through some things but we're in two different places still seeking to be in God's word together and we're in Jonah chapter 3 and so I'm going to jump off Jonah chapter 3 with reading Jonah's preaching chapter 3 the word of the lord came to Jonah a second time get up Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach the message that I tell you. Jonah got up and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's commands. Now, Nineveh was an extremely great city, a three-day walk. Jonah set out on the first day of his walk in the city and proclaimed, in 40 days, Nineveh will be demolished. Then the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast and dressed in sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least. When word reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, took off his royal robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he issued a decree in Nineveh. By order of the king and his nobles, no person or animal, herd or flock, is to taste anything at all. They must not eat or drink water. Furthermore, Both people and animals must be covered with sackcloth and everyone must call out earnestly to God. Each must turn from his evil ways and from his wrongdoing. Who knows? God may turn and relent. He may turn from his burning anger so that we will not perish. God saw their actions that they had turned from their evil ways. So God relented from the disaster he had threatened them with. And he did not do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. I love Toshiba. I love that. Like, I think we had said this in the overview, but um, chapters one and three, like the the odd chapters, mm-hmm. zoom in on this um, Gentile, Gentile response. Mm-hmm. And then chapters two and four really zoom in on the uh, response of Jonah, who represents Israel. And so I love that even as we're jumping in, we're like, okay, the Nineveh, mm, they they got faith, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the midst of that, we don't all, only look at that, but we can also look at um, Jonah's posture and what is all there to unpack yes. this moment where Jonah actually does go. Yes. The thing that he was called to in the first place. Yes. So, so if you, yeah. yeah. And if you're jumping in on us, this is not like, Israelites versus the Ninevites or the Jews versus the Gentiles. That's not what this is. Go back to the background. The reason why our Leah is doing such a wonderful job articulating this 
is because the promise in Genesis 12 is actually being portrayed even in Jonah mm-hmm. chapters one through four. And so if if yeah. you want a little bit more detail about that. Yeah, there's like a back. larger story of Israel and the nations and ultimately a people that worship God that's being unfolded. And so this is like by a faith. zoom into that. By faith yeah. too. By faith alone. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Amen. So, so, okay, so tell us, okay, we're talking about um, when we jump in, we're talking through the look portion, right? Mm-hmm. So we do look, listen, and live. So we move through the scripture. So talk to us about these key people in this passage and then what's going on in the text, Tashiva. Yeah, yeah. The Lord, Jonah, the Ninevites, and the king and his nobles are all in, in Jonah chapter three. And we see this sort of conversation. Jonah is praise the Lord, making a decision to be obedient. And I love that uh, the top of this even just communicates that Mm -hmm. the Lord comes to Jonah a second time. And so out of the Lord's compassion, the Lord comes to Jonah a second time. Jonah is obedient Mm -hmm. this, this second go round. Amen, somebody. And he proclaims what the Lord tells him to say. And it didn't even take the full three days to get to Nineveh. Who knew that? Um, day one, as he's going into the city, as he proclaims it, people are already repenting as he Well, so I think it's day. like a three-day journey. Like what from what I've read, the context is like it it would either take three days to walk all the way across the city, mm-hmm. or it would take the, some other interpretation to say that uh it would take three days to see everything that there is to see. Mm. in Nineveh. So it's it, it ultimately saying it's a massive city and it's not one that you could cover like that briefly. Yeah. And yet right out the gate, like you said, day one. Day one. He didn't even get to the the other side of the city. Didn't even Somehow get on day one, word gets all the way to the king. Because he responds. Because guess what? Listen, the Lord already said was what was going to be done. And God always goes before us. Mm-hmm. I love what Isaiah says. He says, listen, I'm going to go before you. I'm going to make the crooked thing straight. I'm going to smooth out the rough places right. so that your glory can be revealed and we're mm-hmm. all going to be able to see it together, right? And so even this is just a reflection of that, that the Lord is the one who has the ability to change the hearts of people. That's right. So as... Um, as Jonah is going to Nineveh. People are repenting. And then the word gets to the king and boom, the king's response not only is repentance and a tearing of sackcloth and ashes and all the things, right? But Mm -hmm. he calls for, he makes a royal decree for repentance that everyone must call out to God earnestly. And I think you so eloquently put it that it is very much so reminiscent of the boat. Like, come on, like (laughs) we need to call out to our God, you know, call out to your God, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this decree is what leads the people not only towards repentance, but at the end of chapter three, we see that God indeed does relent and does not destroy Nineveh. Yeah. And so, yes, we're in Nineveh. Our key verses are Jonah chapter two, verse one, that says the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And then uh, verse 10 of chapter three, 
that mm-hmm. says God saw their actions, that they had turned from their evil ways. So God relented from the disaster he had threatened them with, and he did not do it. And so God shows mercy to uh, Nineveh, just as he showed mercy to Jonah. Um, and so we see some of these key terms, these same words of get up and go. And then the repeated words that we see in Jonah 3 are the word relent and the word turn. And so um, as we're talking about this, Leah, transitioning into the listen period, what does chapter 3 mean um, how does it impact the original audience who's hearing it, which is Israel, right? And then also, where do we sort of see this mentioned in other passages of the scripture, scriptures um, to help us expand our understanding of the text? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. And even as you were talking, I was like, oh, snap, we didn't even really take notes on this, but we... Really, oh, we were ready. Un- we were ready, but we, I think we also need to unpack a little bit of like God relents. Does that mean God changed his mind? Mm. Do you think that God can change his mind? Do we need to unpack that a little bit? That wasn't even on like well, honey, any go notes. Go for it. Go for it, honey. Here, I okay. Mean, so, I mean, so here's what I want to say though. Say what you want to say. Here's what I want to say. I think that, um, that, I'm not going to answer that whole question. What I okay. am going to talk about is the word that was pronounced and the judgment that was pronounced in mm-hmm. verse four. Mm-hmm. In 40 days, Nineveh will be demolished. Yes. So one of the things that I think would be very valuable for us to understand mm-hmm. is the way that judgment was viewed in ancient Near Eastern culture. Talk about so, it. When someone says, this is the judgment or like, this is the consequence or this is what is going to happen. It's not meant to be, that's not the sort of like contract signed at the bottom type of situation. That is in fact a, it's supposed to almost like provoke a response. Uh It's a provocation, right? So Uh it's like in 40 days, Nineveh will be demolished. What they would hear is, oh snap, we got about 40 days to get our stuff together. Yep. Because we going and, down, we about to be we about to be destroyed and oppressed. And yet, dead. at the same time, like I love that the king says in verse nine, "Who knows? God may turn and relent." Like he's like, "I know that this is not a done deal." Mm-hmm. However, I know that I can't manipulate and control God. Like I can't just you know, mm-hmm. repentance is not a, a slot machine of like, yes. and now he has to do this instead. But instead, which is saying, a question that I will have for this king if I see him. Right, glory, which is like, like, how did you even know that? Did you know? (laughs) Did you know? Did you know? Yes. But there's something to be said about God um, provoking response through a word of judgment. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to just leave that there. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that I I think is really important for us to think about as well. Yeah. so we're looking and contextually, we're looking at this passage, this chapter, and also looking at um, Nahum 3, which we mentioned in previous episodes. Oh, it's yes. A little bit of context of like, what is going on in Nineveh? Who are the Ninevites? Like, yeah. What, yeah. Is, what is the significance of these people in this place that they're in? Yeah. Um, 
and also the 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 what is the significance of the magnitude of this city, which we got to talk about too. Just like yeah. this city is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and Jonah is a small town bro. Okay, okay, okay. Just Called small to a town bro. City. <laughs> I'm just a small town bro. Okay, <laughs> like he's just a little small town bro. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm just like, yeah. So let, let's that can't back be up lost a little on bit. Us. <laughs> let's 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 back it back the train up a little bit because expanding our understanding of like this chapter is all about just as much as it's about Jonah being obedient to proclaim right what the Lord mm-hmm. told him to do. We really see the Ninevites taking the main stage here in chapter three. And so who are they? In Nahum 3, it gives us a clear understanding of how how dynamic this, the Ninevites were in regards to, well, and some people would say how much of a heathen they were, um, how wild they are. And how wild they are. So, um, you know, Chapter three of Nahum talks about that it was a city of blood. It was full of lies. It was full of plunder. It was never without victims. It loved cracking whips on people. Okay. So they were oppressive, right? Dead bodies without end. Dead bodies without end. Continual prostitution. Okay. People were stumbling over corpses, prostitution. There was, they said, the mistress of sorceries. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, the witchcraft, the idolatry, the prostitution, all of it was in your face all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, this Nahum 3 gives us a, a understanding of who these people were. And, and even more, um, if you have, chance, have a chance, go back and read Nahum 3. And even in this, like there's a Nahum the prophet is actually bringing the woes against um, Nineveh as well. So you'll be able to get even more uh, clarity around this people group. But what I will say is that the Ninevites were in Assyria. And in order for us to be able to go into the impact of of what Jonah is actually saying to these people and the to the degree that they have surrendered and they're repenting mm-hmm. and they're mourning over their sin. My goodness, Nineveh is this huge, it's like putting um, New York, DC, Chicago, Atlanta all together. It was right. not a metropolis. It was a megaopolis, okay? Mm-hmm. It was the place to be and it had everything going on, everything that you could think of was going on in this city. And so it was a social powerhouse. It was a political powerhouse. And it was a cultural powerhouse from the context of the world. And so, but they were ruthless and they were heathenous and they were idolatrous and they did not worship Yahweh. They did not worship the one true God. And so because of that, like the Lord is preaching this judgment because God still cares about all people. <laughs> and because mm-hmm. they were they were literally not only oppressing, but abusing, enslaving um, 
all people that the Lord was like, this has come up before me and now, no, it will not be. May it not be so. And so I am enacting my judgment. And so in this, we can see that like God, no no one is too far gone. That's going to be some right. of our application, but right. none, no one is too far gone. And for Israel to be hearing about them going to the Ninevites, this is like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, yeah, wait, what? Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Understanding that as the, the people in which are in this text, Leah, Talk to us about the meta narrative of scripture that we see within this text um, of yes. chapter three. Yes, because as always, we're talking through um, where we see creation, fall, redemption, or restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jonah three is really about <laughs> redemption of Jonah mm-hmm. and redemption of the Ninevites. Okay. Mm. Um, there is a turning in Jonah. And then there is a turning, obviously, in this whole culture that repents, like at the leadership yes. of the king. Yep. So in um, Jonah um, chapter three, verse four, it says, Jonah got up and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's command. So even in that, he's like, the word of the Lord comes a second time. This time, I'm going to respond. And, and mm-hmm. Lord Almighty is merciful because he gives Jonah an opportunity to be redeemed, yep. to turn and 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 go differently and respond differently. Um, and then also we see that with the Ninevites, that there is a turning in verses eight and ten, eight through ten. Mm-hmm. They are uh they are experiencing redemption through their repentance. It says the people believed God, right? And I love it that it's like the people believed God. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't believe Jonah's, not Jonah's words. They believed God. The people believed God. And we know that just like Jonah's redemption is he gets up after the word comes, he gets up and goes to Nineveh this time. We know that the redemption is at a heart level because the people of Nineveh believe God and their belief is action. It's response. It's reform. It's fasting and prayer and crying out. Yeah. And Leah, what is the purpose of fasting? Like, what is fasting? Because I mean, in our American culture, people are like using fasting. This is this is a different form of fasting for some folks. Different form of fasting right now. (laughs) This was not a diet fad. Okay. Okay. This one, like, I'm about I'm believing I believe in God. This This was not I'm believing God for fill in the blank. Okay. The Lord told me to fast because I'm believing God for fill in the blank. No, no, no. Right. This is, I have sinned against a holy God. Sackcloth and ashes. That's literally what they did. He was like, listen, 
everybody just be covered in sackcloth. Yes, it's just a covered normal, in sackcloth. It it's is a, a lowering. Yes, it's a lowering of station. And it was a normal practice of expressing repentance. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, I have sinned. I have disobeyed the commands of God. And I am in need of forgiveness. The country yeah. of Nineveh is doing this. Okay. I don't even think we're really going to get the magnitude of that sheep. Like, <laughs> okay. I, think, I like, think we just got to trust the Lord for the impact because I'm like, y'all, I'm about to scream into this mic. Like, y'all, there this, was whole cultural reform in Nineveh. In Nineveh. Yes. And this because is because of what God, God provoked it through. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like help all my urban sisters. Okay. So this is what I told Leah. Okay. Which is, you know how Jay-Z says, Jesus can't save you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> like life starts when, okay. Like, yeah. it's like, no, that was Nina. Like you could picture Nineveh saying Nineveh that. saying that. Yep. And like, we're from Nineveh, concrete jungle where dreams are made up. Like, that's how tight that they thought that they were until the judgment. Yeah. yeah. The word of judgment came. And, and look how God repenting. works. Because they were the country, they were the nation who thought that they were impenetrable, that nothing could topple them. Untouchable. And the word of the Lord comes and they're like, we have got to change. We have got to change. God's word is powerful, y'all. To the, it's not powerful. Just, and guess what? It is not just that they're saying our, that our actions need to change. They're like, no, we have got to repent. Mm-hmm. You're fasting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Leah. I'm done. Lord, have mercy. So, go, listen. <laughs> I mean, it's Let's a miracle. Talk, yeah. It's a miracle. And I don't even want to jump to application, but it's just a stone cold miracle. It's a stone cold miracle. And when you hear when you hear it, you're like, no one is that far off for God to not redeem them. And so, so there's two things that I think we can anchor on through that. And then we we gotta move on because there's so much more. Is is without the power of God intervening, we are powerless to change. Okay. That was true with Jonah. Because God had to swallow him up in a fish to get his attention. Mm. And that is true with Nineveh because the word of the Lord comes to them and they are cut to the heart to repent. Amen. God's presence, his very presence, which we've been talking about this whole time, is the force that actually causes change. So Mm -hmm. when we move into these themes that we see, the first one is that Lord's the Lord's presence. Yes. The presence that we're talking about right now is the only force that makes change possible. Yes. Without it, there's not repentance. There's not hope for rescue. There's not hope for change. That's it. That's it's a fact. Outside of God's very presence entering and that pre- that pen on high, that that power of a, the word of the Lord spoken to break down barriers, the yes. very presence of God, there is no hope for Amen. change. Amen. Amen. And so that is one of the major themes. Mm. Keep, let's keep going. What are some of the other themes? Yeah, the Lord's grace, right? We see that the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And that is just a clear identifying marker of God's grace. What is God's grace? It is giving us what we don't deserve. 
Yes. And Jonah does not deserve a second a chance. A second chance. But God gives it to him because he's gracious. He's mm-hmm. gracious. And so God will always accomplish what he wills and what he wants to use his people to do it. That is the way that God's message goes forward. It goes forward in his sent people. And so he's full of second chances. Mm -hmm. And so this grace that Jonah receives as a second time that he really doesn't deserve Mm -hmm. is just a, a testimony. It's like he's a walking testimony of who God is. Yeah. 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 It gets put on display all the time. It gets Jonah's put life. on display all That's by good. itself. All by itself. Yeah. And then Leah, talk about the Lord's judgment. Yeah. So one of these last themes I think is really apparent in this chapter is and we already touched on it quite a bit, but really just this concept of the Lord's judgment. Um, God's message through Jonah was judgment to yeah. them. Yeah. Yet, like we talked about, it's not in finality but it is an invitation to respond. And mm-hmm. I even think it's so interesting. I have yet to really unpack. This would be like a interesting deep dive, but like the significance of 40, like what is the significance of 40 days? Then it will be, will be demolished. That's a number that we see often. That's a number that we see in, in the, the wilderness. construction yep. of the earth in Genesis. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I was thinking of. 40 days oh, and 40 Christ- nights. Yes. Yes. To undo the violence and chaos that the world had become. Yep. Guys, like, I'm about to undo it. 40 days. Yep. So let's, let's, 40 let's days, 40 nights, 40 yeah. years, right? Like that 40. 40 years yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to, I want to look more into that, but I think that there is, there's something significant about that as well. Oh, so, for sure. For sure. As for we, sure. Um, as we round third here and as we're like taking all this in and thinking, Man, I see these themes of the Lord's grace. I see these themes of his presence. I mm-hmm. see these themes of a judgment as a provocation to respond. Like, how should I respond to Sheba? How do we then apply this and walk this out in our head, our hands, and our heart? Yeah, I think when we're talking about um, our heart, I think the question that we need to ask is, what do we believe about what God calls us to? What do we believe about it? Um, Because what we believe will directly have impact on what we will do, what we will do. And uh, what do we resist in our lives about our callings and why? You know, um, Jonah, this is going to be really unpacked in chapter uh, four, right? With Jonah, but... I think that there are some echoes already here about like, you know, um, the resistance, the dissonance that we feel in our callings at points um, and how it impacts our lives. You know, I think about remembering that Nineveh is this place and it, 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 and a people, and they did think that they were indestructible. They think they thought that they were untouchable as people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They thought that they were untouchable. They thought that they, yeah, that they could just they that they could not be touched and that they were at the top of their game. And yet God literally is bringing them to a place to understand their insignificance. <laughs> that they are a people 
who can be brought low and that the things that they are doing have implications. And so um, when we look at this question, we have to ask ourselves, for us, what do we believe about what God calls us to? Do we think too highly of ourselves? Uh, do Or do we think too low of ourselves? I think that's a very significant thing. Even with Nineveh and Jonah, this is what I was going with. No, Nineveh and Jonah, because they come from these two different places. Nineveh is this powerhouse of a of a place and people. And Jonah is this insignificant individual who came from Gath Heifer, which is 50 miles outside of Nazareth. Mm. And it has like, who, who, they're like, if they say, does anything come out good out of Nazareth, then think about Gath Heifer, which is 50 50 miles outside of that. Okay. Rural Nazareth. Rural, rural, rural. It's already rural. Rural, rural, rural. Okay. And so like, you have Jonah, who is from a small people, right? Israel. But also he's even from a smaller oikos of people as well, right? And then you have a huge Nineveh. And so I think when we're talking about our hearts, we can look at it on both sides of the, of the extremes. Do you feel too high about yourself? And do you have too low of a view of yourself? Do you feel too small or feel truly insignificant or truly incapable? I know like as a mother, I've been feeling the weight of that. Leah and I have been talking about like, I feel incapable of parenting teenagers, (laughs) you know, in this season, they're just in a, they're, they're in the normal flow of life wanting to pursue independence and there's this dissonance and you're like, Lord, how am I supposed to shepherd this? I feel incapable. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is like, mm-hmm. you are incapable, mm-hmm. but there is nothing that is too hard for me. And so I think that if we fix our eyes um, towards the Lord and is our heart even turned towards the Lord to be able to see where we are, whether we're thinking too high of ourselves or whether we're thinking too low of ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Talk about the yeah. head, Leah. Yeah, when I think about um, belief is so connected with the head and the heart that like mm-hmm. those two things flow very just like naturally um, from one to the other. And so when I think about the head as we are wrestling with what you've already said about the heart, I think like we can consider like where where we have been called. Because all of us have a place that that we are being called to, like you said, whether it's in parenting or whether it's on your job, like where you feel like it is too massive. It is just too big. Yeah. Where ha- where is God sending you that you think it's too big? And it could be a f- actual place. Yeah. Like God called me and my family to relocate into the inner city. Mm-hmm. And that feels massive at times. Like I don't want to do this, God. Like stop. But mm-hmm. um there was a moment in which the calling provoked a response and there are times where 
we feel wherever God is calling us, whether it's relocation, whether it's being faithful in your marriage, whether it's raising those children with the the fear and admonition of the Lord, whether it's stepping out in your gifts on your job and pursuing something that you feel like you're a woman in this space and don't nobody listen to women in those spaces. Like those places feel too massive. And yet we step out in obedience and go where God sends us because. Um, Paul Tripp actually said this in in relation to the book of Jonah. He says, your calling is not to accomplish the task. Your yeah. calling is just to go. Yeah. God will accomplish the task. Amen. Right? So I think sometimes we get so caught up in our heads and fearful about wh- how can I do this? How will it all mm-hmm. turn out? And all that stuff. Your job is not to figure that out. Yeah. Your job is not to accomplish it. God is actually calling you because he wants us to be a vessel for what he will accomplish. Yeah, yeah. And so when I think of stepping into those hard places in our relationships, when I think of stepping into those hard places in parenting, when I think of Mm. stepping into those hard places in our communities, we know that we are just going. Mm-hmm. And we trust that God's going to meet us there. Those That's same right. Way he met Jonah That's in right. Nineveh and That's called right. them to repentance and moved That's in right. their hearts towards repentance. Mm-hmm. So I, I just really want to say, and I really want to encourage women to to release that control over how will this turn out? This is too big. I don't yeah. understand. We know it's too big because it's God's size. It's not us size. Yeah, yeah, and and to know that like the 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 places that he is calling us to go that they are always going to be done by faith by faith amen they're going to be done by faith leah and i think that's a huge part of what is also being connected because when we get, when we're in our head we're we're not reminding ourselves of what is true in our heart is that we are a people of faith and we stand upon what we are being called to because of faith and by faith, you know, and that's not a resting on our laurels. It's like, no, without him, we can do nothing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So will you pray so for good. us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right in that place. I just want us to stay in that place and look to the Lord um, yes. for to supply our every need. Lord, we yes. trust you that your word is so good. It's so refreshing to us. It fills us. It instructs us. And so we thank you, God, for your willingness to come and meet us through the word. We thank you for your willingness to instruct us, to turn us. We thank you that you have not um, counted us out. You've not benched us, Mm. but you keep us in the game. You are calling us and you are sending us, whether it's Mm -hmm. in our jobs, our homes, our families, our communities, we are women who are sent. And would we embody that fully in a place of faith, trusting that you will meet us, trusting that you will accomplish the task, trusting that you will do what only you can do yeah. if we have surrendered hearts. So God, we we look to you. We say, forgive us, Lord, for our places of unbelief. Forgive us for the places where we will not go, where we will not yeah. step out because we don't know or don't believe or, yeah. or are uncertain or fearful. Would you forgive us, Lord? Would you turn yes. our hearts? towards you and give us a refreshed faith once again of what is possible with the God of the universe who holds heaven and earth in his hands and our hearts in his hands. And so we look to you for that. And for all of these things, we trust you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies. 